When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Oh, hello. Welcome to it. A Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews in the Sports Day studio. Hello, Satsy. Hello, Woogie, and hello, the listeners as well. It's, it's gravy it's, day today. Yeah, look. Uh, so a friend of mine texted me and said, happy gravy day, Sats. Yeah. And I had, didn't have a clue what he was talking about. Well, apparently it's this. This. It's the 21st of December. They have it. Paul Kelly in that now horrible Christmas song, How to Make Gravy. It's not a horrible song. It, it is. Like, it's not an uplifting Christmas song, is it? Like, it's not like I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus kind of song. Well, it's kind of creepy, that. Well, that's nice. Yeah, but, but Jingle Bell Rock then. Like, it's nothing. It's not. It's depressing. Well, it, what it represents, it's a little bit depressing, absolutely. But it's a, a bit of a masterpiece as well. He's one of Australia's great songwriters. You, you're just doing this to roll me up. You and I both aren't big fans. No, of no. I, the older I'm getting, the more respectful I'm getting of Paul Kelly and his songwriting. What? Mm. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, particularly 104.1 uh, down on the Tweed, uh, Radio 97. Great to have you on board. Of course, 2HD in Newcastle. Our favourite radio station, uh, SEN Track Network, uh, listeners through the SEN app, and of course our SEN stations, 1170 in Sydney, 693 AM, SENQ in Brisbane, 1620 on the Gold Coast, and of course 1323 AM, the home of Mal Meninga in Canberra. Hello to our listeners uh, there. And by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, you have found us uh, in the Apple Store. Is that right? Where you get Apple Podcasts from? Yep. And also... Uh, Google Play Store, look for out. No, that's not. That's where you get the app from. What am I saying? Spotify. That's where I get my podcast from. Hey, listen. We've already got a text. What? 0457 736 736 from the accountant Poindexter. Mm. I don't know why exactly. He said, be more respectful of Paul Kelly, guys. And, and I tend to agree because he's a, he's a, become an, an Australian national treasure. Are you serious? I am. I've, I'm, I've actually turned the corner a lot with Paul Kelly. Okay, so would you would you go and see a Paul Kelly concert? Let's say, okay, here we go. Let's say Barnsey yep. and Paul Kelly are on the same night. Yep. And you can only go to one. Oh, Barnsey. Okay, well, see, yeah. there you go. But that's, that's just a stupid, that's a stupid example. All right. Kylie Minogue on one night, okay. same night as if Paul Kelly. Barnsey was playing. Mm-hmm. And Paul Kelly was the, um, the support, support act. act. Yeah, I would wouldn't, I, would I, wouldn't I go, go early enough to watch Paul Kelly? Yes, I would. I'd wait for you to ring me when Paul Kelly had finished. 
then I'd come in. That's disrespectful. No, it's not. That it's is. just just honesty. Mm. Same with Midnight All. I wouldn't go and see Midnight All. I wouldn't see Midnight All, but I did I did like them as okay. a teenager in, in my twenties. Don't forget to uh, grab the podcast from wherever you get your podcast from, and of course, uh, Badge Sats Sen TikTok. You guys are carving up TikTok at the moment. Uh, your jokes are on there, which are terrible. Mm. Uh, some great interviews. And speaking of which, tonight's show, thank you, Sats. This is the best Christmas present you could give anyone. Is Jason Demetrio, the coach of the mighty no, no. <laughs> South Sydney Rabbitohs. Let's sing it, guys. Hang on a sec. What? Hang on a sec. Before we come on air, so I'm so excited tonight. I'm, you know, I, love, no, I, I love my bunnies. I can't wait to talk to Andrew Demetrio, the former what? AFL boss. How much of, that's how much of an imbecile you are. You are not even a rusted on South Sydney fan. Hello to our Roosters listeners uh, tonight <laughs> listening to Sports. I can't, wait. I can't wait for Jason Demetrio to come on the show and we'll have a chat to him in about the next, oh, I don't know, 12 minutes. But if you've got a question for Jason... 0457-736-736 is our text number. The on big the, news. On the back of the big news, yeah, of course. Um, they be, they become the, the new big three. Well, it could be the big four, actually. They could become the new Melbourne, uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, with the signing of Damien Cook and uh, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. They've still got Cam Murray there as well. So, Well, let's talk about that deal. Mitchell 2027. Yep. And now um, Walker until 2025. Yep. Pretty good signings. And, and, and they're happy when they're playing together. You, you watch, I watched last year when Mitchell was out for a period and Walker, it was just frustrating. He was cranky. As soon as Mitchell came in, took a lot of pressure off him, and he played as a he lot would. free as well. As he would. He's a marquee player. He, he commands a lot of respect and a lot of attention. I've got to say the signings of the three players, and it'd be interesting to talk to Jason Demetrio about how seamless that – process was that they were never mentioned about possibly going anywhere else and I know that Latrell was still under contract and um, but there's never any talk of them potentially leaving South Sydney Latrell has always said deep down he's always been a South man and but I've got to say on the back of these three signings Jace I think it sets up the bunnies doing a premiership in the next two to three years you and really think so I do because I do seriously believe they become probably the new Melbourne when they've got the big three, the three big players in key positions. Your fullback Latrell on his days, you know, arguably one of the best players in the game, the most destructive players in the game. They've got him at the right age because he's mature now. And you've got Damien Cook, who is on his days one of the most dangerous hookers in the game. Cody Walker plays this free-spirited style of rugby yep. league, a little bit like Cam Munster. And then you throw Cam Murray in it as well. It becomes the big four. And they also become really good recruitment tools as well for the club. So other players yes. outside, they want to come and play with those players. So I think it's set up the Bunnies to, to win a premiership the next three years. But you and I spoke about this off air. We think maybe South might be, at the moment, mm-hmm. going into 2023, maybe a front rower short. I, I, I do think they – I mean, Junior Totola is an outstanding yep. front rower. Yep. Young Davey Mowali is coming through. Uh, Thomas Burgess is you – know, he's a big body, but he's 30 years of age. I really believe South – it would have been good for them to get Siwa Taukaiahu, who's leaving the Roosters. I thought he would have been a really good signing. I just think they need to, they need an experienced. I know they've got experience there at the moment with Tom Burgess, but not only an experienced 
battle-hardened front rower. Someone who's still got some years left in his legs, mm. but has also tasted some success. I think that's just probably one of the missing pieces. Right, yeah. Should we mention that to Jason Demetrio tonight? Andrew Demetrio or Jason? Also uh, joining us on the show tonight, NBL analyst Liam Santa Maria. We haven't covered much NBL. And again, we're talking Pride coming on air. Was Is the fact that we've had so many World Cups going on, mm. the NBL's kind of taken a back seat. This has been so much sport going on, which yeah, is not right. normally on. Yeah, it's getting lost in the noise. And I've got to say, on the weekend, I watched South East Melbourne up against the Sydney Kings, went into overtime. It was, I thought it was one of the best NBL games I've seen in in over a decade. It was outstanding. And it it, it didn't get the the headlines that it deserved because we've mm. got the cricket finishing in two days. We've just come off the back of the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, the Albion Eels sent a text in too, by the way, 0457. 736736. Paul Kelly is to singing what Nick Kyrgios is to tennis. Now, I don't know how to take that. Mm. I, I don't know how. Albion, Eel, can you just, can you expand a Do little you, bit more? Okay, I've got a follow-up question. This will, this will catch him out. Yeah. Do you like Nick Kyrgios, Albion, Eel? Well, I think by his text, he's, he's not a Nick Kyrgios fan. Well, but he could be, though. Mm. He could be saying he's great. I'm not sure. Anyone who thinks How to Make Gravy is a bad song and don't like Paul Kelly are drop kicks. Thank yeah, you, 909. I, I agree. <laughs> I do. Okay. Uh, let's talk about drop kicks. That's ridiculous. Uh, that's up tonight, 0457 736 736. Have you got a That's Ridiculous for us? Can I kick it off? Mm-hmm. Your wife is loving Megan and Harry. Come on, that's ridiculous. That Netflix doco. I'm not guilty by association because I'm actually not in the house when she's watching it. So what are you going to do? You can't put up with that. No, I've just said to her, don't watch it when I'm in the house. Yeah. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I've got a That's Ridiculous, a quick one. Yep. Matt Temple, of course, was part of the, the medley relay when they won the gold medal at the short course world championships throughout the week. Great race. Kyle Chalmers come flying home in the last leg. He set the fastest time of the entire meet with his butterfly leg in the, in the relay, medley relay, 48.34 seconds. Jeez. So Kyle Chalmers asked his teammate, Matt Temple, <laughs> to tattoo him with Matt Temple's t- time. Come on, that's ridiculous. So not Chalmers' leg time, but Matt Temple's 48.34. He's just got it just above the belt line. That's funny. But he got his teammate to do it. Could you imagine one of your teammates giving your teammate one of the tattoo guns and saying, hey, can you draw some art on me. You wouldn't know what Has this not happened on an end-of-season trip to Bali? Is this not? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think to that extreme. Yeah, that's that's not for me. I don't think I'd like that. Simon Orchard for New South Wales Greyhounds will be joining us uh, later on. So he's got a couple of tips uh, for Wenty Park as well. Uh, other news stories around today that we will be covering off on. Uh, Live Golf. How about this? It's finally happened. The Masters... Mm-hmm. are allowing those who signed with Live Golf to play at the 2023 Masters. Yep. To me, that is kind of, I mean, that's game on now because the Masters is not associated with the PGA. And if you can go and play Live Golf for a, a ton of cash mm. and then come back and play the Masters, then why wouldn't you go and join Live Golf? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Uh, I don't think the PGA will ever concede, but I think, like I said last night, I think the PGA and Liv will at some stage come together. Who holds the balance of power will probably sway towards Liv with the money that they've got and the strength of the playing group they've got as well. 
Um, but yeah, now that the Augusta National, um, who's not linked to the PGA, like you said, is allowing all those, yeah, you know, the Dustin, Dustin Johnsons and the Cam Smiths, just just the weight of the balance of power of players that Liv have been able to get across, you know, paying players um, participation medals at the end of if you, if you get last. Not, that's not true. Come last, at, you still get a participation medal. In the world of sport, in the world of top flight golf, mm-hmm. where you don't earn much money, yep. Liv are looking after blokes. That's what they're doing, right? Think of the caddies. Just think of the cat. The caddies always pay their own way on the PGA Tour. They get paid bug. They get paid bugger all unless mm. you win a tournament. Yep. They got to pay for their own accommodation. Liver doing all that for the caddies. Good on them. They're just little Aussie, well, American bat- uh, battlers like you and I, Sats. It's good to see. Text machines going off, by the way. What's ridiculous is that Mitch and Mark beat Jesse and Mel by half a point. On the block. Come on, that's ridiculous. On the block. What do you mean? That like. Is the block on at the moment? No, I, I think Glenn's talking about Love Island. No, it's not Love Island. Well, Love Island, the finale was last night, wasn't it? I Don't ask me, mate. Yeah. Um, what's ridiculous is Glenn's text. Come on, that's ridiculous. Uh, Nick Kyrgios is rubbish, the Albion Eel says. I thought so. Yeah. I thought he might think that. So, see, I'm not the only one who's not a massive fan of Paul Kelly. Nothing against him personally. I'm sure he's a great bloke, but I just don't like... It's too Melbourne for me, his music. Oh, what is too Melbourne? I feel like I've got to wear a cravat and drink a yak latte. Honestly, I... What's Jack going on about? He's going off at you because you're an imbecile. You don't don't have to wear a cravat when you listen to Paul Kelly. I think you do. You wear a a trucker singlet and a pair of jeans. No, you don't. But that's Barnsley. You can have... A pair of ringers western boots and a a toolie in your hand. That's what happens when you listen to Paul Kelly. You can't listen... To Paul Kelly with a half a kebab down your singlet. That's Barnes music. You're wrong. No, I'm not wrong, You're wrong. Mate. I'm not. One question. How many songs has the Furback fourth best written? 127 sent that in. I don't know. Who's the Furback? You. You're Silverback Gorilla. <laughs> What's that? That's not nice. Uh... That's not great. All right. Any questions for Jason Demetrio, the South Sydney head coach? He's going to join us in just a moment on Sports Day. Keep your That's Ridiculouses coming through as well. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day. When we come. You're right? What? You're just yawning over there. No, I wasn't. You were. It's on the camera, mate. Everyone can <laughs> see it. Uh, we'll be back in a moment with Jason Demetrio, head coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to the show. It is Sats and Jace, Badge on holidays. He'll be back uh, January 3. And Dunny has uh, sent us a text, 0457 736 736. Woogie, enough of the Paul Kelly talk. I'm with you, Dunny. I'm with you, Dunny. And I, I, Jack's been in here abusing me in the ad break, saying that he's, he's from Adelaide, not Melbourne. I would argue Adelaide's worse than Melbourne. Enough of the talk, okay, right. like Dunny said. Right, yeah. Mm. We've got a special guest. I'm nervous. As you know, Sats, I'm a 
massive Rabbitohs supporter. And I know you've done this for me as a Christmas gift, and I thank you very much. We've got the great man himself, the head coach of the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs joining us now, Jason Demetrio. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Hey, guys. Welcome. Hey, quick question for you before Sats gets into the, the serious <laughs> stuff. When you sat on Santa's knee at the start of December, did you ask Santa for Damien Cook, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker to re-sign before Christmas holidays? Oh, I certainly did. It was a... Uh... Definitely an early Christmas present and uh, really happy that the three have committed to the club. Was it a pretty seamless process with the negotiations? Because I know that some of them were, were still under contract, Jace, but um, it was never any mention of other clubs coming in underneath the uh, underneath the guard and, and possibly trying to steal them. It, it seemed as though that the, the negotiations were, were all kept really internal and in-house. Yeah, yeah, they were. I think, obviously, the November 1... Uh, deadline was was crucial for us to make sure uh, both parties were clear that uh, we wanted them to stay and um, that they wanted to stay and that was evident very early that the players were very committed to staying at the club and then it was just a matter of nutting out the the details and uh, Blake Soley and Mark Ellison did a great job with that and um, we've got the three really important players to us locked in and uh, it's really important for not only next year but for the next few years for the club. As a head coach, Jace, has it been one of the most disjointed pre-seasons because of all the World Cup players that are involved? It has and it hasn't. I think, you know, over the last couple of years, we've had, you know, a competition in 2020 that finished in uh, October, November, end of October, November because of COVID. And then we made the grand final in 21. So we, we didn't come back to pre-season until... Um, you know, I think a week before Christmas and, and then, or the new year even for some of them. So, um, yeah, it's probably been a bit better than the last couple of years in terms of having players in training before Christmas. But, yeah, really looking forward to having the World Cup boys back in January. And um, as I said to the players, that's when pre-season really kicks off. Now, Jace, Cody will be 35 in his final year and you've had a, a long history coaching against Cody in the in the Queensland Cup for a number of years as well when you were at the Northern Pride. Now, you played an era yourself when there was all road runs and beat tests and hill sprints. And at 35, he doesn't seem to look like he's slowing up at any any time soon. What, what do you put it down to with the, the techniques and training, the new age training that is allowing players to play a lot later now into their, into their 30s? Yeah, I think it's a few things. I think obviously the the preparation that goes into getting the players prepared to train and the recovery after training obviously makes a big difference. But also, I think um, you know the way players are looked after medically now is is always improving. And um, you know, Cody's a bit different to most because he didn't debut in first grade till he was 26. I don't think he was full time till he was about 24. So he hasn't had the wear and tear on his body that you know a 17, 18-year-old coming to first grade would have had. But, um, you know, he's very durable. He trains every session. He's done every session since he's been back in pre-season. And he's extremely fit, looking as good as I've seen him since I've been at the club, which is a real positive sign for us. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps going. I mean, he, he may be the next uh, Cliffy Lyons and, you know, play on for a few more years after that. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually... Not a bad comparison, actually. Uh, Damon Cook, top three hookers in the game, without a doubt. He's achieved almost anything other than a premiership, uh, Jason. But as a coach, how do you keep 
challenging players like Damien Cook. How do you get more out of a player like Damien Cook? I think Damien just wants... He's always looking to improve. He's always looking to be better. And I think chasing that elusive premiership is what motivating us all at the moment. And especially someone like Damien, who's done everything in the game. He's played for his state, very successfully played for his state and his country. And um, the one thing that he probably hasn't got in his career as you mentioned, is that premiership. And, you know, there's a lot of players that go throughout the whole career without winning one. And um, I know that's obviously the pinnacle for any player to, to win a premiership. So there's a lot of hunger and motivation in him and that drives him to want to learn. And, and also for us as coaches to keep finding ways to get him in the game. You know, teams obviously do game plans and try to control the ruck, which stops Damien. But for us as coaches, we've got to be a bit more creative and, and find ways to, to use his best attributes in the game. And, I think we're doing that, and and I thought he was had a decent season last year, but off the back of no preseason, probably was a bit inconsistent. But you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does this year. I, I know how good he's looking there in preseason, and how hungry he is to play well. Hey, uh, Latrell Mitchell, it's all about timing. And I was just saying to the listeners and Jace before we we got you on on the show, Jace. I think with the signing of the three players and Cam Murray, and along with a host of other players, that the Bunnies will win a comp in the next two or three years. Now. With Latrell, it's all about timing. Of course, he's won a couple of comps. He's he's done everything in the game. But behind the scenes, some some of the things that we don't see with Latrell, he seems to have matured a lot off the field, and that comes with age and experience and, and having children, whatever it may be. What don't we see behind closed doors where it says to you as a coach that this guy is ready to go to a next level from a, from a leadership point of view? Yeah, I think that... Um, exactly, he's, that it's exactly right. So he wants to. He, he enjoys being a leader. He enjoys standing in the centre of the room and saying, "Come with me, boys." And he's learning how to articulate that and how to use, um, you know, his motivation only to rub off on other players around him. And that's pretty special. We know what he's capable of doing on the field, but if he can bring people with him off the field, that's probably where his game goes to another level again. And, and it's about getting some um, balance in. Latrell, I think he's he's missed footy in patches, and you know he's come back last year and he was outstanding for us. You know I think his win rate when he our win rate when he plays is up in the mid 70s. So hmm. our mission now is to to get him fit uh, and get him you know feeling as good as he has done for the last few years. You know come March and and then making sure we get that balance right throughout the season. So come September, him and every other player in our team is in good shape and we're able to put our best team on the park. When he Starts. He can polarise some fans if you're not a South fan, and that's purely because of his competitive nature, his aggressive mentalities, loves to be confrontational on the field, and sometimes wear the black cape. As a coach, do you say to him, "I need a lot of that controlled aggression. I don't want you to take that out of your game." Um, yeah, we haven't had a lot of conversations in around. Um... His aggression, obviously discipline's a big part for any team and we can't afford having our best players sat on the sidelines or giving away penalties in crucial parts of the game. Everyone knows how important that discipline is, um, when, especially when you're getting to the pointy end of the season. But I thought his discipline was outstanding last year and as you said, it's come with that maturity and understanding that, that his impact on the field isn't you know just about what he can do, but it's about how he influences other people. And you know, I, I barely remember him getting penalised last year and he definitely was nowhere near getting suspended. So uh, I think his discipline's been really good. And like I said, you know, he missed half a season with, with knee problems and he came back and was probably arguably one of the best players in the competition. So our challenge now is, is to get him fit and 
keep him on the field as long as we can. Yeah, I, I love watching him play. And Jace, if you haven't seen him in real life, he is he, he is a monster. I can't yeah. believe how big he is in real life. It's yeah. how big these players are. Uh, now we've been asking some of the listeners to send some questions in. Also, Jason, Mark from Mortdale, he's yep. basically just followed up on one of the questions I was going to ask you. I was going to say, is there a player that's impressed you? One that may jump out of the box in twenty twenty three that we don't know about? And Mark has also said. Who, is there any good young centres coming through or wingers coming through the grades? Yeah, I, th- I feel like Isaac Thompson came through last year and, and played really good for us in his three first grade games that he played before he, he, he tore his hamstring and, and missed the the finals. But he's had an outstanding pre-season again is looking um, you know, bigger and stronger and faster than he was over the last couple of years. So that's going to be a real asset to us. But Josiah Carapani is another one who was banging on the door of first grade last year before he picked up an injury and an illness that ruled him out for the back half of the season. So they're, they're two players that you know I expect to have a real impact on, on the season next year. But I think Davey Mawale is another mm. player who will um, come. You know, he's, he's, I think he played 12 games last year. He's probably looking at playing a lot more, but then also having more impact as well as a, a 19, 20-year-old front rower coming into his own. So... Obviously, went and played in the Cook Islands for the World Cup. That experience would be great for him. Um, and then Blake Tuff, you know, he's been inconsistent by his own standards last year, Blake, but he's come back this year. He's, he's been the, the pick of the bunch in terms of training. His attitude's been first class, and uh, really looking forward to what Blake can do can do next season. Where do you see the the build and the physical attributes of a front rower going? You, know, you look at David Mawali, He's not a he's not a huge man. He's not you know six foot three, six foot four. Um, you got your Tom Burgesses and Jared Warrior Hargraves and, and Co. Jace. Where do you see the front row heading? Do, do, are we going to be see, start seeing some more sh- shorter, far more mobile front rows with the game and the way that it's speeding up? Yeah, I, I do think so. But also, I think you, that that big bop is still handy to have. Mm. I mean, you look at what Nelson Mustafa Solomona does in for Melbourne and what Tom does for us. Um, you know, you still. I think there's a balance between mobility and size and, and getting that right and having a bit of flexibility. You don't want all your front rowers looking exactly the same either. It's handy to have guys who offer different things that uh, you know, defences have to think about when they're defending. You know, a, a David Mowali coming out is very different to a Tom Burgess or a Cameron Murray for that matter. So it's, I think we've got the balance right in terms of the different body shapes and what they're capable of doing at different stages of the game. And it's about you know, keeping our smarts and how we use that in the interchange and, and during the game as well. Okay, we're going to put you under the Sports Day blowtorch. Give us some uh, quick answers, a little bit of detail behind it as well. A lot of it's not rugby league related at all. It's more personality related, Jace. Now, if you could mute yep. if you could mute one of your players for 24 hours, who would it be? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> who would I mute for 24 hours? Who annoys me the most? I'm oh, probably Hosty, yeah, Jacob Host. Oh, really? I, I love yeah. Hosty, but I mute him for a little while. Yeah, he just—he's <laughs> always having little digs at me and playing things on the over the speaker, a little, little winding me up a little bit. But uh, okay, I mute um, him for a bit. If there's a, a a a player in the in the team that's got a is got to run the the final leg of a relay for your life, which one of your players you're putting as the final runner? Oh, and it's easy. Alex Johnson every day of the week. Yeah. Not he's, Damien uh, Cook because you know he's a beach sprinter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, for 40 metres, I don't cook for sure, but over the 100 metres, I'm all, yeah, Alex Johnson every I mean, I've seen Cookie make breaks and Alex 
jogging a sock next to him. So, <laughs> um, no one knows how fast Alex is because he only ever runs as fast as he has to. So I'm, I'm, if my life's on it, I'm hoping he just puts in that little bit extra. He's on track, isn't he? If he continues the way he's going, barring injury, he's on track to break a record that we thought no player would ever get near in Kenny Irvine in 212 tries. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? So, yeah, we, we again, keep him healthy on the field and, um, yeah, I think he'll go very close. And it's annoying that the records he keeps breaking, it's not res- – I don't feel like it's respected enough because all he's got to do is catch the ball and put it over the line. No, there's still he a lot He does more to a do. lot more than that. Still a lot more to do, yep. Um, okay, which player on Mad Monday oh, – tries he scores. Mm. Yeah. yeah, sorry, mate, yeah. No, keep going, tries he scores. I'm saying there's tries he scores where – you know, a lot of wingers wouldn't score where there's a half a chance and he's just going to try every time. You know? yep. it's, not, it's not always just putting it over the line. It's a half chance. And that's so valuable to have a winger who turns every half chance into four points. You've got to have players, strike players, that can score tries from outside that 50, 60 metre zone as well, which he does now. Uh, Jace, yep. uh, Mad Monday, who historically would be the player that would leave first? Wow. Well, Historically, well, I don't hang out with him on Mad Monday, so I'm not 100% certain on this, but um, who do I think would leave first? Um, I'm leaning towards Cookie. I reckon Cookie would get out there pretty early, but um, it's, defi- it's definitely not Jai Arrow. I know that. Oh, much. we all know that. Um, yeah. he'd, be the, he'd, be, he'd be the last to leave, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Damien Cook. Yeah, I, like I reckon that. He, he'd struggle to stay with the boys. He'd probably go home. Okay, uh, last one. Um, if you had a teammate that had to stand in front of a group, an audience, and do a comedy skit for fifteen minutes, the person that had to tell a joke for your life, Jason Demetrio, which teammate is it? <laughs> um, the first thought that comes to my head is Tom Burgess. Um, not that he's a great joke teller, but just. Having the big fella up there attempting him would probably get a laugh. Um, but I'd have to say Alex Johnson, he's probably the most creative and, and smartest bloke in the group. So, again, I'd have to go with AJ. Yeah, nice. Now, before we finish up, one last question for the listeners. Fitzy, hey, boys, can you ask Jason if he thinks the players are ahead of where they were this time last year in the preseason? Is it hard to gauge from preseason results? Um, no, not really. I think there's some data in and around that around our training loads and what we're, what we're doing. And I think, like I said last year, there was an extended time off because of the bubble. And then obviously making the grand final, we, we pretty much didn't have anyone back until January. And then we had extended COVID with 75% of our players not training until the end of January. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely in a, in a much better position than we were this time last year. And um, some of our key players had surgery last year as well. And we don't have that this year. So from January 5, we'll have all their players on deck and uh, we'll get some quality training for the start of the year. Well, you love the beach and um, you got the break soon, so you can get in those budgie smugglers. Oh, God. JD, which you love. So. <laughs> yeah, just ordered another couple of pairs. That's... <laughs> it's time to play the music and get out of here. Jason Demetrio, thanks for joining us tonight on Sports Day, mate. Have a great Christmas. Yeah, have a good Chrissy. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Same to you. There he is, the head coach. But the mighty bunnies. He's a good Jason. man. He is a great man. He's a great guy. He's uh, so relatable. Actually, when you when you loosen him up a bit, Jason Demetrio, he's a he's a he's a great larrikin. Had a really good career in the in English Super League, mm. and has had a, a really good coaching career as well. Um, coached Northern Pride to the national championship. Um, 
won the Queensland Cup, then the national. They're going back to Cairns this year. The Rabbitohs. They are too. They always take a game Actually, up there. I think they're playing the Roosters in Cairns. Are they really? I think it might wow. be. Yeah, because no, you've got, they couldn't be. No, because yeah, because you got the the FIFA Women's World Cup on, so they're playing in some regional areas. South and Roosters. I'm sure it's. I'll, I'll check Cairns. it. I'll Can check it during check the break. That? Yeah, it's 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 either South and Roosters or South and Melbourne. It's a big game. Coach Illawarra Cutters yep. defeated Club of the Dragons to uh, the national championship and then has become an assistant coach. Is one of the assistants at the Cowboys when they won the comp in 2015. He's, he's had the, uh, the perfect initiation as, a, as an assistant coach to become a head coach, and he's a great guy. Yeah, good man. Thanks for getting him on, Sats. It's a wonderful Christmas present. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Sports Day. We're going to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, oh, we've got lots to get to. Keep your That's Ridiculous is coming in as well. 0457 736 736. Back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, great chats uh, with Jason Demetrio. We'll chuck that up on our social media uh, real soon uh, in case you only came in th- halfway through it. But what surprised me out of that chat is Johnson, Alex Johnson being hilarious. And- no, I've seen Alex Johnston and Damien Cook and Co do a couple of those you know, Instagram, Facebook dancing and singing. Oh no! And he's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a, uh, a sense of humour. But yeah, a lot of people don't know Alex Johnston was a ducks of his school. Yeah, a highly intelligent. Um, and I university still, degree. Yeah, and still an underrated winger in our game. I don't think he's underrated. I do, mate. Actually, no, I disagree with he you. He doesn't get. He, he's not in line for any representative selection. He's played for Australia, but he's never played State of Origin. And mm. He's a little bit like Nathan Blacklock. He, Nathan Blacklock should have played State of Origin, and Alex Johnson still hasn't. For some reason, they go away from him. But he's a he's a proven he's a proven winger. Uh, text from um, Fitzy. Sounds good for Lachlan Ilias, boys. I'm not a South supporter, but they are looking good and have been the best performing team post Wayne Bennett. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Fitz. Because a lot and of yeah, a lot of teams struggle after Wayne well, Bennett. The reason, don't they? Why, the reason why, in Wayne's defence, the reason why is that Wayne, when he goes to a lot of clubs, not all the clubs, but most of the clubs, and his game plan is about simplicity, getting to know the players, getting to buy into the club. Uh, be them for one another, protect each other, and let's just work really hard for one another. And and on top of that, he is able to attract some some key players, the clubs as well. What happens when coaches go in after Wayne? Not every time, but sometimes they try and they try and reinvent the wheel mm. instead of trying to continue what has worked in some of those occasions. And what Jason Demetrio has done is, again, he hasn't tried to overcomplicate everything. He's tried to keep it as simplified as possible. He's got some key players around him, some marquee players around him, and. He doesn't need to, again, he doesn't need to have an NFL playbook. Jeez, uh, the Brisbane Eels getting in on the text tonight. He's having a fair, fair dinkum crack. You know what's that's ridiculous? What? Is a South supporter confuses the Dragons with the Roosters as opposition in Cairns. All right, mate, I knew it was a Sydney team. No, but as a South supporter. For like, God's sake. Like if you ask my son. It's round 22 next year. doesn't matter. If you ask my son. Right. Who are Penrith playing in round 17, he will tell you yeah, but, who and where. But he... I don't want to and be you, rude to your son. And you claim to be the fourth best cricket yeah, well, journalist what's that and got also to do? a lifelong South Sydney well, fan. Mate, and you just called Jason Demetrio Andrew. Oh, listen, that was off air. 
and and I was doing some other stuff. But what about you? I said to you, the Bronco. Shut up, Jack. <laughs> Just shut up and bowl. Um, what about when I said to you, the Broncos are playing South at Sunshine Coast Stadium? And what did you say? Oh, really? Yeah. You, you forgot the FIFA Women's World Cups on during the. You don't even know where anyone's playing. Do you? Why are you yelling at a cloud for? I don't know. I've had enough of you people. It's mm. Christmas. Can't we be nice to each other? 0457 736 736. Um, what else is there? Well, the big news is still around Mitchell Moses. Yeah. Because Benny Elias, who's his uncle, has come out and said he should be cheering from the rooftops about the West Tigers and Mitchell should go there. But he believes the West Tigers are fighting a bit of an uphill battle, trying to sell him a return to the club. He started at the club as a 16, 17-year-old. And trying, and they re, they released him mid-season under under his um, permission um, to, you know, the, and they've let some really good players go over the years, the West Tigers. We know that. It's, it's you know, in, in detail, the, the class players that they've let go over the years. But uh, to get him back, it's, you know, there may be still a little bit of scar tissue there. Like, did the West Tigers really rate him as highly as what, as what? Would there be if someone turns around, and offers you one point two million dollars or something to go and join the club, and you think there might be a chance that they're on the improve under Tim Sheens and some of their recruiting? Do, do you think do, there be no scar tissue? Money covers that scar tissue up pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. It does a little bit in this day and age. It does. I think I agree with it. And, and you can you can you can claim that mistakes were made by previous management. This is, you know, Tim Sheen's turning the corner. I've got to say, when you're negotiating with a player, it, it comes down to being a really good salesman. You've got to be a good salesman. You've got to be able to sell the club, sell the dream. And, um, and players, yeah. players buy into that. Mm. And Tim Sheen's is, if you're a rugby league man and you could sit there and talk hours about rugby league, Tim Sheen's is the best salesman mm. when it comes to selling a club and selling a dream. So... Uh, if it, it's if it's coming down to one hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot of money, 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 mind you, but when you're earning upwards of around eight hundred to a million dollars, you start looking at where am I going to play finals more, more mm. often, All right. or am I going to be the player that changes the fortunes of a club? How significant would it be if he signed at the West Tigers? I think they're a definite. I think they're a definite top six club. Okay, with Mitchell Moses there. Fitzy reckons I need a break, and he reckons it's a done deal. He's going to the Tigers, boys. Benny is setting smoke screens. Could be. Could be. I mean, wh- why would Benny come out and talk about it? Unless he was asked in an interview. Well, I'm not too sure. With all due respect, we love Benny. Yeah. But Benny yes. loves <laughs> loves to start smoke, uh, put out a lot of um, smoke signals. I'm going to add uh, – there's a Matthew Lodge story here on our screen. We haven't got time for it now. I'm going to add that to That's Ridiculous because I've got some questions. Okay. All right. It's a particular word in there. It starts with P. I want to ask some questions about it. For your expert car service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. This is Sports Day. Back in a moment. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, no badge. Uh, Sats and Jace here tonight. Uh, Badgie will be back on January 3. Mate, you've only got one more night after tonight, and then you've got five weeks off. <sighs> oh, mate, I can't wait. I can't wait. 
I'll tell you that much. Danger. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is our number. Danger. Are you going to talk to us about Shane Van Gibson? Gibson? Is that, you know it's Shane Van no, Gisbergen. Shane, that's it. Shane Van Gisbergen. Now, that what I was going to talk about was the disgrace up here in Cairns. What? About roughly about eight years ago, I yep. went and seen the Rabbitohs and Newcastle play a game. Mm. And Newcastle must have been uh, their home team or something because they named all the players as they come out. They played all the music for the Newcastle as they come out. Mm-hmm. And the bunnies come out, and they started talking about the football. And I said to my wife, I said, "How disgusting is that? Like there was nothing, no music for the bunnies, no mention of them, no mention of the captain, no mention of anybody running out, nothing." And I said, "Mike, yeah, that is so biased. I, I've never been back there since." Really? So South. Yeah. South yeah. have always been the home team at Barlow Park because they've always taken a game to Cairns. So that surprises yes. me. Hey, Danger, who do you actually follow? In um, in the NRL? Rugby league. Oh, sorry. In NRL. Um, Melbourne, Parramatta, Gold Coast. What? what was... um, How many teams do you go for? And... Well, I'm, I'm really going to Cairns, but I'm just waiting for Sats to organise it all so we get our um, our neighbours overseas here coming here and playing out of Cairns. Well, I mean, I, that's going to be the best thing for footy ever. The Rabbitohs versus Dragons ever. at Barlow Park, Saturday the 12th of August, 3pm kickoff, is a South home game. So you will hear the Rabbitohs uh, song and yeah. you will hear me. I will be there. That's my birthday present. Hey, Danger, my favourite bar in ah. my favourite bar in Cairns is the Rattle and Hum on the Esplanade. Yeah, it's it's uh, quieting down a little bit now. They've, they've redone all the Esplanade. You wouldn't know it now. Absolutely beautiful. There's one absolutely gorgeous. There's thing. one in the, the Esplanade's beautiful, mate. Yeah, but there's also a Rattle and is it Rattle and Hum or Rattle and No Rattle and Hum. There's also one in Palm Cove. Okay, it must be a chain. Yes. Yeah. Rightio, mate. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. They're all over the place. Have you got any... Um, oh, yeah. Are they... Um, sorry? Have you got any more Shane Van Gibson stories for us? <laughs> no. No. Right. No. Oh, I have... Um, I did get a whisper the other day that uh, Daniel Ricciardo um, might, might be test driving a V8 supercar. No, he's not. That's not happening. So, that is... That's rubbish. He's... That's rubbish. He's got the money to buy the team. Yeah, he's not doing There's it. There's no doubt about that. That's, that's just a, that's a rubbish Mo- rumour. I want to see Mini Mokes. Mini Mokes. Mini Mokes. Like a, Mini Mokes. Like the V8. So okay. I want to see Mini Mokes. All right. Okay. What, what on a racetrack? Yeah, racetrack. Yeah. I want to see electric cars. Yeah. See you, Danger. Yeah. We've got to go. Yeah. See you, Danger. Hey, bye. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, to same everybody. to you, Danger. We'll bye talk bye. to you Christmas you, Day. Yeah, you'll hear, us on, you'll hear Danger on our Christmas special coming up on Christmas Day. Could have got a break already. We haven't talked basketball this year. The NBL is hotting up. What's going on with the Brisbane Bullets? Liam Santa Maria will fill us in next here on Sportsman. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. 
the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Second hour of Sports Day. Uh, if you're listening via the Super Radio Network or through the SEN app or SEN track or SEN stations, great to have you on board. Uh, coming up real soon. That's ridiculous. We've got Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds. He's got a couple of tips for uh, Wente Park uh, tonight as well. Great sporting moments of 2022. If you live in New South Wales, turn off. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll give you the point where you can turn off. Because New South Wales supporters do not want to hear tonight's great sporting oh, okay, moment of 2022. Mm. All right. Maybe we can provide a separate feed for our Queensland listeners and a separate feed for our New South Wales listeners. Can yep. we do that? Probably we might be able to do that. Hey, listen, stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. I can't wait for Christmas morning. I've spoken about it ad nauseum. You've got the Eagles. Ad nauseum, to- not nauseum. Oh, mate, I was mucking around. Hmm. You're the one who thinks it's reindeers for a collective of reindeer. Well, it actually says it's both. Don't start. Um, but listen, get uh, get Game Pass. But we'll talk to you about this um, three-part documentary. It's set to start after Boxing Day or the second day of the Boxing Day test on Alan Border. It's going to be on Fox Cricket. It, it previews some of the previous show, Border, um, during an Ashes test where he wasn't performing well. Ian Botham lent him a bat. Really? Yep. Yep. It was in the next game where Border and Jeff Thompson pulled off that Australia's second best 10th wicket partnership in the fourth innings of a test, but still lost by four wickets. Remember that? That was devastating. To make it better, the day before when Thompson went out to bat, the rest of the team started drinking in the change room. <laughs> so like, this is not going to last long. That was like me playing club cricket at Lindisfarne, the, the wicketkeeper oh. used to put the pads on from our side where I used to go out bat at 11. But anyway, different story. Uh, it is a different story. Because they were superstitious, though, mm. the next day when they only needed 30 runs to win, the rest of the team returned to the change room and continued drinking. Oh, wow. At the start of play. Is this late 70s, is it? Uh, early 80s? 80s. Early 80s. Yeah, of course, Australia went through that that real dark period, didn't they? Um, there was the Rebel Tour that was uh, some players committed to. and Kim Hughes captain that. Yeah, and then it's it's been always uh, we spoke about this last week. It's all about timing with Australian cricket. It seems, isn't it? It's yeah, we saw Justin Langer come at the exactly the right time to take over Australian cricket, and um, we've seen Pat Cummins take over from Tim Payne. Well, we did right we, at the right time yeah, and did. lead us into wokeism. But we we have one with Alan Border when uh, Australian cricket was was on its knees, and then he takes that he takes a tour. Takes over the Australian captaincy and takes a tour and, and basically turns the fortunes of Australian cricket. Yeah, even like we were struggling. Hard edge approach too. Yeah, and it's what they need. I mean, ever we we quite often talk about the time he abused Craig McDermott mm. when they're on tour. Yeah, you know, we told him to go down to final leg. I'll send you home on the next plane. <laughs> well, a couple of <laughs> expletives uh, thrown as well. That'll be worth watching. It comes out the night after, so second day of the Boxing Day Test after play, Fox Cricket. Yep. That Alan Border uh, three-part uh, documentary will be worth. If that's uh, Fox Cricket. That may be on KO as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be uh, good to see. Geez, the text messages are blowing up tonight. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Rooster Muzz, Kem Smith winning the twenty twenty two Open. Yeah, we've already covered that, haven't we? Yep. Uh, have we? Yeah, we have. We have. We have. Uh, we we got that's ridiculous as coming a, up very sorry, soon as, as well. As a great sporting moment. Yeah. 
That's ridiculous coming up soon. Toronto Rod says, Big Bash draw. Thunder playing Adelaide twice in three days, just as bad as the NRL draw. Now, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Come on, that's ridiculous. I agree. Yeah, it was, strange, about, it was it? about five days. It but was, it's, it's yeah. Strange. It is a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. They did perform better last night at Thunder, though, still lost. Adelaide Strikers with Chris Lynn undefeated. Heading, yep. heading to the Gabba Friday night for what should be a massive game against the Heat. Mm. I wonder if Lynn will put one out of the ground again. He's batting all right, Matty. I mean, last night he didn't have to. He didn't have to go nuts with the bat because Matty Short was. Yep. But he still made, I think, 28. Yep. That's all you got to do in Big Bash. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get big scores. Daniel from Prairiewood on the SEN app. Hey, Sats, Woogie and Jack, my ridiculous is that we're five sleeps from Christmas and the NRL's CBA with the RLPA is yet to be finalised, which is holding up clubs signing players for 2023 and beyond. Come on, that's ridiculous. It's so true, Daniel. I, I can't understand we're at this position, but I can understand it as well because both are at 10 paces and... I think that one of the parties sat on their hands too long and thought that the negotiations would be over uh, within a few days or a few weeks, and that's not the case when you're dealing with a CVA that's that basically commands the future of of players and payments. So it's, it is ridiculous that that is not formalised yet. So whose fault is this? Is this the Rugby League Players Association? Is it is it the NRL? Is it Valandis? Who, whose fault? Why? And why aren't we hearing anything about it? We're about everyone, got, everyone, I believe everyone's got a little bit to blame here. Um, again, left it till too late. All negotiations were left till too late. Is that because the Rugby League World Cup was on yeah, sats and that could have delayed matter. it? It doesn't matter. It, it could be – it should be – the. I'm the, not defending No, it. no. The CBA should have – they stood, should have started negotiations 18 months, nearly two years ago mm. because, you know, our RLPA and the NRL don't have – they've got a – a good enough relationship. I wouldn't say it's great, but when it, it pales in significance to the AFL and the AFL Players Association, who you know, generally have a quite a streamlined, streamlined communication and are able to get to decisions a lot quicker than what the NRL are. So, someone has sat on their hands here mm. Mm, and waited too long. I can't see something being done over Christmas. I really can't. So we're going to go into next year without a CBA in place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, holidays. Seriously, how do you get a job at SEN? You get more holidays than a politician. That's that, from Russ Bothfield. Well, that's a lie, and you can attest to that. What do you mean? Well, You're I, never here. What are you talking about? Here we go. Are you going to start abusing me again? Oh. Mate, put your hand up. Oh. I know you better wave because... Put your hand up, mate, when you're going to push the button. You're getting five weeks holiday. I deserve it. Right. Listen from... to your garbage every day about how hard you work. And you, and... Just, had a, you just had a holiday a, about a month ago. You, you Didn't you take a week off or two weeks off and you just sat at home every day <laughs> and stared at the walls? Please. You did. Mm. It's not my fault you don't do anything. Uh, let's talk NBL. I haven't watched a lot of it, sadly, because there's been so much going on. There's been the Rugby League World Cup, the Football World Cup. There's This has been a ton of sport. But now we've got a bit of clear air, Sats, and we can watch a little bit of the, the NBL now. Liam Santa Maria joining us. He's the NBL analyst from uh, ESPN. How are you, Liam? Been a long time. I'm, I'm good, thanks, fellas. Uh, yeah, no, good to be with you. And uh, it's a perfect time for a bit of clear air because the NBL season's uh, heating up over the Christmas New Year period. 
Yeah, it is. And before we get into the NBL, a little birdie said to ask you about some upcoming junket that you've got in January. What, what's oh. what's that entail? <laughs> oh, we all love a bit of a junket, don't we, fellas? Um, yeah, taking a bit of a trip. I'm, I've taken on a bit of a new role uh, in the in recent times, uh, working with Jeremy Lolega, the commissioner of the NBL, on our uh, our Next Stars program in the NBL. You know the program that that, that brought Lobello Ball to the yep. NBL. Uh, Josh Giddy came through the Next Stars program. Those guys doing such great things in the NBA right now, and I'm helping out with the with the sort of recruitment uh, and sort of scouting process. So heading to Paris. Oh. and Munich in the new year and uh, and then circling back via the via the the AIS in Canberra uh, scouting scouting the talent coming through so look if somebody had to do it I was happy to put my hand up do you reckon you could while you're doing your scouting trip round 12 of the NBL kicks off tonight with the bullets in the southeast Melbourne Phoenix do you think you could find a coach for the bullets <laughs> geez that's a good question um, they they've I'll tell you one thing that I haven't had any trouble with is circling through coaches. They're, they're oh. into their third one of the season so far. And uh, there's talk of still bringing in another one, perhaps even before the season's out. So that would be four in one season, which would be really unheard of. It's been a, um, yeah, it's been a tumultuous, a volatile season for Brisbane. And it shows with their win-loss record as they're toiling down the bottom of the ladder. Liam, did they... I know Sam McKinnon was keen to coach... Did, mm-hmm. is, I've heard reports that the Bullets lowballed him. Is, is, is that what you're hearing? Because to me, and again, I don't know a lot, but he'd seem like a pretty good solution for their coaching ranks, wouldn't he? Well, Sam McKinnon was the GM of basketball. So he, he was in the role there um, recruiting the, the roster and putting in place the head coach and the like. Now, they, they moved James Duncan on. And they, there wasn't confidence in the assistant coaches to step into that role. So they, uh, they turned to Sam McKinnon and said, would you, would you step in as the interim head coach? And, and he said, yes, he has some coaching aspirations. He's got a little bit of experience at the NBL one level. We know he's a champion of Australian basketball. Mm. Uh, so he stepped in. They, they didn't necessarily start piling on the wins, but there, there was a sense that they were playing a little better. Now, my understanding of how it played out the Bullets, the ownership group, the CEO, they presented Sam McKinnon with a contract to say, here you go, you can have, you can be the head coach for the rest of the season. So here's a contract until the end of that, the season in that regard. But, it, but you'd have to relinquish your role as GM of basketball. Now, that's his full goal, yeah. full-time ongoing position. So Why would you do that? That would have been as much as you wouldn't. As much as you might have coaching aspirations, you just, it wouldn't be a good life a smart life decision. So he said, I'll slide back into my ongoing role and you can put somebody else in the job. Now, Liam, um, I'm, I'm, it's a, I'm a little bit annoyed that this game didn't get uh, a, a lot more uh, excitement around the, the game itself than the result as well. Um, the game on the weekend I watched on Sunday was the Sydney Kings up against uh, South, South East Melbourne Phoenix. It was... I was just saying at the top of the show, Liam, it was one of the best NBL games that went into overtime that I've seen in probably over the last 10 or 15 years. It was an outstanding game, wasn't it? It was a ripper. Yeah. I mean, look, it wasn't, it wasn't perfect as far as aesthetics are concerned because there was a lot of free throws, a lot of fouls, uh, nearly 80 free throws shot. But just in terms of 
how hard it was it was as a contest and how back and forth it was. Those two really good teams trading big play after big play. And, yeah, went into double overtime. Um, Mitch Creek had 46 points. Derek Walton Jr. had 45 points. They were going mano a mano there for a stretch of time. And, um, you know, it really was a coin toss at the end of the day. And for a game that the, the, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix took out to the regional area of, of Gippsland here in Victoria, man, they treated those fans out there to an absolute treat. Yeah, it was outstanding. What is outstanding also is history being made on Christmas night. First time in Australian professional sport. With what the, do you think of that, Sats? The Kings taking on Melbourne United. I think it's outstanding, but as a true basketball man, you must be excited about this. I am really excited. Um, yeah, as you said, it just, it just hasn't, hasn't taken place in Australian sport before. So, um, yeah, a lot of people, basketball fans are excited about it, but a lot of people right around the sporting industry, um, people involved, in a decision-making level in leagues and clubs, but also the fans are just fascinated to see how it plays out, what, what, what kind of ratings it gets on TV in particular. I mean, I'm not expecting an enormous crowd at Kudos Bank Arena because, you know, people have things to do on Christmas Day, but it should be fairly healthy. And I think there's a chance the ratings might be, might be yeah. sky high. Channel 10 have moved the game onto their, their main station. And, um, you know, when the Christmas put is settling in and the belt gets undone, a couple of buckles... Might be time to settle back and, and watch a little NBL basketball. Yeah, I reckon, I think you're right there, Liam. I think it'll be a really good television event. I'm not sure whether they'll sell it out because imagine saying that to the missus, great, listen, can you just do the dishes? I'm going to the basketball tonight. I mean, <laughs> we could surprise. There could be a lot of families there. There could absolutely be a lot of families there. Hey, how about um, the, the the growth of NBL? I still, I still say last year, Putting that tremendous final series on KO Freebies was one of the best decisions mm. I've seen from a sporting organisation, particularly when you had that, that Cinderella story of uh, the, the, the Tassie Jack Jumpers. But the growth mm-hmm. this year just continues to happen for the NBL. It does, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's really exciting because this was the kind of trajectory the league was on um, prior to when COVID hit. You know, back to you think about like that 2019-20 season. LaMelo Ball was in the league, uh, setting records for people in the stands and and ongoing improvement in terms of the the eyeballs on TV. And, you know, COVID was rough for sporting leagues uh, around the world. And um, it's all been a bit of a a wait and see. How how do you get through it? How do you come out of it? And it's been a roaring success story for the NBL this season on the other side of all of that. Um, the, 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 The fans are back packing out the arenas, um, you know, the eyeballs on TV, on Channel 10, 10P, GSPN, KO um, are, are really high. And the, just the engagement in terms of on social media and in the, 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 the press media coverage and the like has been um, uh, trending upwards in a big way. So, yeah, it's really exciting. And um, I think Christmas Day is going to be, you know, another big step forward in that regard. Right, yeah. Our eyes are back on the uh, the NBL for us anyway in this studio. Which players should we keep an eye out? Who's who's really shone through so far? Well, geez, those who were watching that that ripping game on on last Sunday afternoon that we were talking about would have seen two of them. Mitch Creek for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. He, he's back in action tonight against Brisbane. He's playing unbelievable right now. Forty six points, ten rebounds. 
Um, he's he's carrying that squad who who have some big injuries. Derek Walton Jr. and Xavier Cooks, two superstars for the Sydney Kings. They're guys to keep an eye on on Christmas Day. Um, and we're excited to see the New Zealand Breakers back in action. They've had a couple of weeks off because they had some COVID and and the, the, the rules in New Zealand have kept them off the court. So they're, they're a great story too. You talk about that Cinderella story from Tassie last season. It's been a rough couple of years for the Breakers and um, they're having a terrific season. They're actually sitting on top of the ladder right now. So if you get a chance to watch a Breakers game on TV, settle in and, and, and take that in because they're playing at a really high level right now. Rightio, Liam, Santa Maria, we better let you go. You better go and pack uh, for your junket. Oh, <laughs> Paris and Munich. Cheers, Cheers so, fellas. Warm clothes. Warm clothes. Uh, and he'll be up the pointy end too, won't he? He yeah. won't be an economy. Mm. He'll be sitting in business class. And enjoying Cam himself. Luke. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. What a junket. That'd oh, Cam, nice. Cam Luke. He'll be in business. He'll be in first. He won't go. He's not getting a start. Isn't he? No. Uh, leaving Cam Luke at home. He's he got must some be business to take he, back at home. He must be filthy. Liam, thanks for joining us tonight, mate. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Have a good night. There you go. Liam Santa Maria joining us. I've got to say, if there was a um, a basketball game going on near me on Christmas night, I'd go. I'd oh, go. I wouldn't. I'd go. It would give me an opportunity to go to a sport where I'm too busy to go at any other stage, at any other time. Right. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I'm happy to watch it. Happy to watch it. I don't think I'll be allowed into the venue. Because of the state you'll be in? Yeah, too much food, too much. Yeah, I shouldn't be saying that, should I? Actually, there's something about Christmas food that I'm going to have a go at you a bit. When yeah, that's I know. Ridiculous. Hey, we, uh, we sliced open the ham today. Oh, it was, I had tears. This is sports day. Seven-seat Kia, Sorento, large SUV. When we come back... Some say it's a great sporting moment of 2022. I think it's rubbish. Uh, We'll get to it next on Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We're actually sitting in the studio watching Satsy turn out for the Crushers. What year is this one, Sats? Against the 1996 against the Eels, round one. Did you win or should I have to watch it? No, yeah, Crushers won. There you go. Troy Pezzett is a young halfback. His first first grade game, he absolutely tore them to bits. Uh, how old were you then? 23. Oh, well, wow, okay. Mm. Hey, um... We're going to do the great sporting moments of 2022. I don't know what's more painful, that tonight. Or this. Or this. Hello, Glenn. G'day, Justin. How are you, buddy? All right. What's your question for Sats, please? Uh, Sats, I do have a question for you, mate. Yeah? Can either you or one of our loyal listeners Mm -hmm. please let me know who won Love Island Australia last night as I watched The World Is Not Enough, a great James Bond film starring Priz... Pierce Brosnan, with the theme song being sung by a band called Garbage when I got home from my paid speaking engagement, mate. So That's I know right, you would have been watching Love Island Australia. So Why are we got him you on? Let me know who won, buddy. Um, who are the f- I'm just trying to look Seriously. now because I, I missed it myself and I'm filthy that I missed it. Seriously, but, um, oh. What I can confirm, Glenn, is that um, yeah. Ca- Callum and Madeline confirmed that they've split up following the uh, Love Island finale. So... Oh. They must have won it. Well, they probably won then. Yeah. 
All right, see you, Glenn. And he reveals he's been in touch with his ex, Layla. He's gone, mate. Oh, okay. Uh, join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Jack, if you ever do that to us again, we are, we are just about to talk about a great sporting moment of 2022, mm. and we're looking at who won Love Island last night. Yep. Like, seriously. Guys, can we have a good, look, long, hard look at ourselves? Can we? Well, he's returning back to Ireland soon, so we have to worry about him. We've got, another, we've got an Irish visitor here. What's wrong with him? And trying to listen to them talk. I can't understand a word. Nope. Tom the Irishman says. Yeah, can't mm. understand. Anyway, jo- uh, jobs at Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Uh, a great sporting moment for 2022 if you're a Queensland rugby league fan. Yeah, I think you're right. It was one of the great moments, I think, in, in origin. And to be there live at Suncorp Stadium and see how that Game 3 played out in 2022 series and, and that big play that Benny Hunt came up with and to be able to not only take the intercept from the, the chip over the top by Nathan Clear and be able to run 60 or so metres, 70 metres, uh, untouched as well, was, was quite amazing. But... Game one, we will go all the way back to game one. That was played at a core stadium in front of a sellout crowd. And um, Pat Carrigan was introduced into Origin for the first time, was outstanding for the Maroons. Calum Ponga had a hand in a couple of tries. Uh, and one of the ones he set up was for one of you know Queensland great wingers in, in Val Holmes. Now Kafusi tackled there by Crichton. And Munster's starting to dictate play here for Queensland. As Harry Grant out of acting half. It comes to Ponga. Long ball. There's another try. Valentine Holmes is in for Queensland. Whoa. It's now 16 points to four. The Maroons, they're blowing New South Wales apart. Yeah, Ken Munster was outstanding that night. Um, man of the match performance. Uh, the lost Xavier Coates, Queensland did. A game two, Optus Stadium in Perth. I was fortunate enough to be there to go and, at that great stadium. I've got to say, and I've said this on air, not a great stadium to watch rugby league from, uh, but a beautiful spectacle itself. Um, Brad Fittler was asked to make a few changes. There was a there was a public uh, outcry for Jake Trebojevic to return to the side, which he did. Angus Crichton was brought back into the side. Um, he made some changes. Talakai from memory. Matty Burton made his debut. And it had a resounding um, success in New South Wales and the changes. Ended up winning the game 44-12. Um, and it started off in similar fashion, but probably one of the, the biggest calls from the night, um, if you're a Queensland fan, was Felice Cafusi. Sin bin right before half time, 14-12 it was, uh, at the break. Um, mm. And that was on the back of a, a Brian Toto try just before half time. Left-hand side, Cleary, Luai, Burton, Burton. Toto! Toto! You beautiful man! Brian Toto scores in the corner! You beautiful, beautiful man! The Blues 12, Queensland 12, and a kick to come. There's Joel Kane and Timmy Manor there commentating for SEN's uh, parochial call, the New South Wales Blues parochial call. Uh, So in the end, that game, 44-12, was a landslide for New South Wales, and from memory, Nathan Cleary was unbelievable. He dictated every term. Now, there's been a lot of questions leading into that second game with a little bit like Mitchell Pearce. Was Nathan Cleary, was he right for origin? Is he going to be one of those players that is always going to be tainted by lack of success consistently at origin level? That night, he stamped his authority on the game. Cleary, 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 Cleary! Oh, yes! It's a party now. Cleary is just carving them up in Perth. He did. He just carved them up. He uh, 
He played Queensland like uh, like they're on a chessboard. Now it all came down to the decider, of course, at, at Suncorp Stadium. There was a bad news for, for Queensland leading into that third game, of course, Cam Munster. And actually, I'd forgotten about this. Jack reminded me before we came on the show that he actually missed the game due to due to COVID. So again, Queensland went in as um, Payne Haas wasn't there too, by the way. But anyway, continue. Yeah, on. he wasn't. Um, but Queensland went into game three. Um, as the underdogs, as Queensland always do. It was a brutal oh. start. Cam Murray was knocked out. Selwyn Cobbo knocked out early. Lindsay Collins knocked out. Uh, neither of the players, uh, all of the players didn't return because Matty Burton got into a, a bit of a fisticuff with Dane Gagai and then half the other Queensland side arrived. Whoa, 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 whoa. Matty Burton didn't get into a fisticuff. He was a victim of a brutal attack. None of his New South Wales players came to his aid. Because you get sin binned. Anyway, continue they on with your fairy tale. They didn't get didn't they? Yeah, continue, go and... yeah, continue on with your fairy tale. I don't even know how Burton got sin binned. He didn't even... He was a victim. He was mugged. Mm. So the man that came in for Cam Munster for his debut in a decider was Tommy Dearden. And many thought, oh, hang on a second. Tommy Dearden, is he going to be up to this? This is a decider at Suncorp Stadium. So much pressure. Good. Um, but he was outstanding on that night and had an assist in, again, one of Valentine Holmes' tries. Side, the short side, pass it did to Holmes, and now they're in Queensland. Tommy did with the pass to his Cowboys teammate, Valentine Holmes. Yeah, there's a lot of individual brilliance into the second half. Kalen Ponger again, he was outstanding in the third game. I think he ran for 320 metres or something as a fullback. But the highlight of the the Origin series, if you're a Queensland fan, was of course the way that it finished. Nathan Cleary takes the ball to the line. He had to roll the dice, Nathan Cleary, and he did. But Benny Hunt plucked it out of the air, and this is the outcome. Cleary, little chip over the top, intercepted by Hunt. Ben Hunt races away. Go Benny! He won't have the pace or will he? Go He's Benny! Still going. Yo, chasing Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt will score. There's the game for Queensland. Ben Hunt scores. That wins the series for Queensland. One of the most amazing finishes to an Origin game I think I've seen, and and going to so many games at Suncorp Stadium, whether it's Test matches, um, yeah, Bledisloe's, whatever it may be, I've never heard Suncorp Stadium explode like yeah. it did. And you could hear that through the through the speakers just then. Jace, you were I was standing behind. You were behind you. us while we were calling the game. It was amazing. And Outstanding I remember, scenes. And I remember coming on and doing the post game show with you. And this is after full time. You still couldn't hear. Mm. They, they were celebrating. The fans were celebrating for a good twenty minutes. It was, yeah. What? The, look, the atmosphere was incredible. Bad, res, bad result for New South Wales, but Queensland that never, never say die um, feeling and that you know the attitude that they have just came through again. So yeah, it was they great. Have it. One of, yeah, one of our great sporting moments of twenty twenty two. I'm sure Blues supporters. Uh, don't think so. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. Going to go to a break. Uh, Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds will draw, join us shortly. Uh, that's ridiculous. Not too far away as well. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. 
This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Radio, uh, we do this uh, every single Wednesday night. We catch up with Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds. Ladbrokes Paws of Thunder, Saturday, January 21. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. You better tell us a little bit more about the Paws of Thunder, mate. Yeah, g'day, boys. Oh, look, feature racing will be back in January next year, midway through next year. We've got the Paws of Thunder and then we've got the National Derby and the National Futurity, or Derby, however you say it. But that's for the younger dogs, the girls and the boys. And then the Paws of Thunder was actually taken out uh, by a dog that's retired uh, named Jungle Juice. So Jungle Juice is off to the breeding barn or uh, wherever he's going to go with to his stud career. So he won last year. And it was one of my first meetings, boys. I've only been with GRNSW for just over a year. And the Paws of Thunder was one of my first ones. A great night out. A lot of people at Wentworth Park. And as I said, feature racing where all the big dogs come out to play. There's a lot of good money on offer now um, around Greyhounds. And that's our first big feature of the new year. So looking forward to that. We've got a couple. The Gosford Cup's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Not worth quite as much money. But look, feature racing is sort of dying down in the Christmas period, and then we'll pick back up in January with the pause of thunder. Can't wait for that. Now, Simo, uh, my favourite greyhound track in all of Australia is Casino uh, because the Casino Cougars <laughs> play in the middle of the greyhound Do they? track. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's outstanding. That's awesome. And the Lismore Cup was run last night, but it wasn't at Lismore. Of course, the damage from the uh, from the recent floods, and it was moved to to that uh, to that track in Casino. Yeah, you're spot on, mate. And look, one of my favourite tracks as well, not for that reason, but just because of the shape. It's basically a full circle. So I don't know how the footy field actually fits in there, but it's a it's a bizarre, unique track. Um, as I said, normally you've got straights up the back or down the front or it's a one-turner, but this is basically a big circle. And last night, Cataclysmic took out the Lismore Cup. You're right, it got moved from Lismore, having a bunch of issues, obviously, up there with the track and the floods, and we hope people up there are getting back on their feet. But the race was moved to Casino, and it was taken out by Cataclysmic and Alan Lang. So a win for the locals, really good race. Actually tipped it on radio yesterday, boy, so it's a shame that you weren't on that one. Oh, um, oh isn't it what? Don't get me started. <laughs> your form last week, anyway, yeah. Just rubbing salt <laughs> in the wound. Uh, look, yeah, Cataclysmic, really good, really good win. It was always between Cataclysmic, respectability, and boys light up, and those three fought it out. Uh, they cleared out from the rest of the field and Cataclysmic just held on. So, look, a really good win, $40,000. We talk about prize money. This oh. is forty grand for a Tuesday night to win a Group 2 Lismore Cup. So the, the game has just never been the better place at the moment, boys, and it was a wonderful win. As I said, for the local connections up there in the north of the state, we've got some really big races heading up there. Uh, we had the Thunderbolt in Grafton this year, the inaugural Thunderbolt. That's heading back to Grafton next year, of course. The Casino Cup, the Lismore Cup. Um, some wonderful racing up in that area. So, we've got to look, do we a, love our trainers in our We've got to do a sports day. Well, we did two years ago. We did an OB from Lismore. Yep. Lismore Greyhounds won. Outstanding. But I want to do a show from the Casino Cup. Yeah, or Grafton. Mm. Be great down there. We, you, you've got to make I'll that you happen, what, Simon. You're in charge. All right. Leave it with me. Look, Grafton, wonderful new facility, multi-million dollar facility that just went into the ground earlier this year. And it's honestly... Uh, one of the safest, most brilliant tracks, and it's a great visual track as well. And the best part, boys, underneath they've got a romp and stomp and bar where you can have a really good night. I was going to ask you. Well. So everyone goes down, has the turps, then comes back out to, to watch the racing, then disappears back into the shed. Yep. And it was rocking when we were up there earlier this year. Uh, so if, that's, if you want to do it, that's the place to be. Drink and gamble responsibly. What's the buffet like, mate, first of all, before I commit to anything? <laughs> 
Uh, they made, I'll tell you what, I had a, a wonderful banoffee pie homemade by one of the local ladies on track. So, well, there you go, um, bang. Done on that's bang. all I remember. All right, okay. Bit of tomato sauce, that'd be great. Uh, Wendy Park tonight. Uh, Wendy Park, will that be going straight through the Christmas New Year period as well, mate? No stopping at Wendy Park on Wednesday nights? Yeah, you're spot on. We race basically each and every day. We had our Christmas special Christmas meet at Wendy uh, on the Saturday just gone where we had... 10,000 for every race, which we spoke about on last week's show, but we just keep on keeping on. Tonight, I'm going to try and find you a couple of best bets. So, look, as we say, gamble responsibly, but race five, number two, Rockstar Apollo. Even money at the moment, but I reckon it's a pretty good investment. He was really unlucky on Saturday in one of those Christmas races. It was a north versus south race where we had participants from the north of the state against the south. He ran second behind a dog named Mia. She's fast, and she is fast. So, look, it's a pretty good form reference. He's desperate for the rail, so he draws box two tonight. I think that'll really suit. His best at Wendy's only 30.48, but I reckon with even luck, he can go under the 30-second mark tonight. And if he does that, he'll be really hard to beat. So that's race five, number two, Rockstar Apollo. And then we go race eight, number one, Yuko Girl. I think we've tipped her on the show before. Yeah, you have, yep. She just flies, and she's really reliable early, and that's what sets up a lot of these good races, boys. She jumps. Uh, she's bulletproof, bulletproof from the boxes. She, she leads 95% of her races, and from there... She just stays out of trouble. Look, she's won nine times at Winnie Park. Her PB is probably not as good as some of these dogs in this field. But as I said, she'll get on the arm. She'll be out in front. And as long as nothing's within a couple of lengths of her going into the, the home straight, she just won't be run down. So I really like race eight, number one, Yuko Girl. But the best of the night, race five, number two, Rockstar Apollo at Wendy. Righty, mate. Thank you for that. Hey, have yourself a great Christmas. Labrokes, Paws of Thunder, Saturday, January 21. It's Greyhound Racing, supercharged. There's a dog in the background giving it the big wolf. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800 858. She's a pearl. Just, 858. She's a pearl. She's a pearl in the back. <laughs> Mate. That could be that could be meatloaf. Next year we'll talk about exactly and getting you boys in. Hey, Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> we want it now. Merry Mom, Christmas, the Merry Christmas, Simon. Take care, buddy. Merry Christmas, everyone. And can Peru. you also tell everyone, just the listeners, before you go at this stage, you're having some drinks with your wife and your sister. No, don't go there. And what you're actually no. Oh, it's embarrassing. What are you drinking at the moment? <laughs> Uh, I think we've got, what have we got, Dart? Two of his old boys. No you, no, you haven't. We've got Bacardi Breezes. <laughs> He's drinking. It's pink but... and it's oh, uh, feminine. Let's what? Let's put it that way. It's got an umbrella in it. Oh, that's uh, I thought we could finish the year with Christmas on a good note, but it's gone downhill. Simon, we'll have a think about whether we'll let you back on next week. Have a good one, mate. Good on you guys. Hear it. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be someone's got to be accountable for this. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to start. Simon yep. Orchard drinking a peach Bacardi Breezer. Come on, that's ridiculous. Mm. It's embarrassing. Mm. What do you got? I saw a post on, and you love your golf, mm. so I want you to introduce this when you're playing with your mates next uh, on Instagram. So a group of mates playing and on a par three, par three, if you don't hit the green from the tee, you get tasered. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's good. <laughs> that is ridiculous. That is very good. What about you? What? I'll never go at you. Oh, of course you are. Like, no, no one's had a go at me You've got to push the button here, okay? So, Woogie, I was talking to you today on the phone. You rang me before the show saying, um, you know, I'm not asking some rot, but... Uh, he said, I'm sitting outside my old house. I said, what are you doing there? He goes, oh, I'm just going across the road to pick up my prawns for Christmas Day. I said, it's Wednesday. Come on, that's ridiculous. You don't buy your prawns on Wednesday. Finished? Yeah. 
I buy them from a prawn farm. They are snapped frozen. So they're frozen prawns. And they, like, all unless you actually physically dive in the water yourself, with, is that what you do? Yeah. Like Tarzan. Yeah. Knife between my teeth. Um, so frozen prawns on a Wednesday. Yeah, and then I'll defrost them on, on nice Sunday on morning. Nice on I Sunday. slow defrost them on ice. Mm. Mate, they're beautiful, juicy, and I support the local economy. Not like you. Where do you get yours from? Straight a, off, straight a off dirty the tra- river in no, Thailand off the or trawler. something. Yeah, you do not. You, you do. You, you buy them off the back s- of the trawler. You wouldn't spend that Zero much four money. Five seven seven three six seven three six. I you know can where buy prawns, come prawns from. straight off the back right, of mate. the trawler. All right, move on. You know what? You know what's ridiculous mm-hmm. is uh, the PGA. I, I I get it that you're trying to save your tournament by pushing oh. Tiger Woods and that kid out there. Come every time. on, that's ridiculous. Enough. We know. I know Tiger Woods is 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 stuck with the PGA, but enough, enough of him and his kid. It's not cute when his kid leaves a yes, note for Justin Thomas in the bunker. It's annoying. No, the kid can play, and it's great watching their relationship. But that's all they've got to sell because all the big names have gone to live. They got the blue chip. They got the best player of all time. Who? Tiger Woods. He's not playing. He's Doesn't got a matter. gummy gummy Doesn't leg. Matter. He's still. He's still one of the biggest images in the game. He didn't even make the cut. Doesn't matter. No, mate. They play on the emotional, the emotional oh. effect on the on the fan. And in the meantime, and I, I want to see the best players on a golf course mm. playing. So, but you jump ship easy. No, you, I don't. You jump ship to whatever the shiny little toy is, and that's what Liv is at the moment. Steve from Dubbo says Moses will not be going anywhere. Him and uh, Penasini will stay para. And another one on this, Mark asks you, Sats, did Mitch Moses play on Isaiah Papalihi's side for Parramatta? That would come into it as well if he yeah, goes to the West. Uh, they did. They West played Tigers. on the right-hand side together, Dylan Brown and Sean Lane on the left. So See that? Is that a possibility? Is that, is that an attraction to perhaps go to the West Tigers? Uh, I, I still think there's a part of Mitch Moses that, that loves the West Tigers and – would love to play at the West Tigers again. But in the current age, it's it'll be all about where am I going to get the most money and where's the best opportunity to possibly play finals. I think it's a split hair between Parramatta and West Tigers. If Tim Sheen gets that team to where he wants it, and you know what he can do, Sats, firsthand, mm-hmm. I reckon that might be enough of, of a lure to get to, to the West say, Tigers. Be careful what you wish for if you want to go and negotiate with the West Tigers and Tim Sheens is sitting in front of you. Yeah, right. Oh, he's, you could sit there and talk for hours about yep. rugby league and he makes you believe that you're going to be the best player in the competition. So your advice to Mitchell Moses is not go to the meeting. I'm saying go to the meeting because <laughs> I want to see Tim Sheens succeed again. You'll end up playing club. for free. <laughs> Hey, hey, boys, I reckon the South Big Four is going to be more like the former Tigers Big Four than Storm Big Four. At least Trell will retire with his Roosters premierships. Cheers, Brad from Redhead. Well, I think if Luttrell's got something to do with it, they're pretty close to a premiership, I think. I oh, know. Got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. We're doing it. Thanks to Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. 
the seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hey, welcome back to the show. We haven't done a Big Bash update. Two for 68. The Heat are after 9.2 overs. Billings 23, Renshaw 26. You're saying he's a bit of a, a forgotten player. Renshaw, yeah, Matty Renshaw. When he made his test over, he scored a test century, remember, Matty Renshaw. And he's that big lefty. And we thought, oh, here's our next Matty Hayden. But yeah. I still think he's got a place in test cricket. So do I. He's, and he has been forgotten. But, yeah, he's, as you said, he's on 26 at the moment and Billings on 24. He's, only, he's been the big signing, hasn't he, Billings? Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, Matty Renshaw's only about 23, 24 years of age. He's still not old. Uh, New Farm, Australian through and through. If you're listening, Port Macquarie on 2pm, my favourite place in the world, Port Macquarie. Uh, Bruce Longbottom, former South player, now lives in Port Macquarie. Good player, Bruce Longbottom. Um, famous line of Longbottoms that have played for South around the Redfern area. And he was a he was an outside back for South in the late 80s when 1989 South Sydney won the minor premiership, went out in straight sets in the finals. And Bruce Longbottom, was, he was a really good player. Tough, tough winger. New, uh, tomorrow, 25 degrees, by the way. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. Uh, New Farm, Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, the Albion Eel on the text line said, what's ridiculous? Adrian expecting a Christmas card from David Fafita. Come on, that's ridiculous. It's been a little bit quiet, Adrian. Where is Adrian? Week. I don't know. What's happened? Um, Steve from Dubbo says that he's um, intimidated him out of the out of the show. We don't want the whack pack scaring each other. No. We don't want that. Hey, quickly, um, we've got to get to your last laugh. You're back in. Tonight. Am I doing? Am I back yeah. in? Well, yeah. you didn't tell me. Oh, well, Jack, you need to do no, a last laugh. I can, you, I can you, do oh, oh, I can. Don't take it away. Hey, the F1 is banning political statements. I don't mind this. I don't yeah. mind it. I mean, what they're saying is don't use our platform yeah. um, to get any political, religious or personal statements off your chest or comments, whatever it may be. Um, but what they have said is that uh, it has to be approved in writing, which I, which I don't mind. I mean, if you go on social media and make some outlandish comments that doesn't, um, doesn't fit the narrative for the governing body, but they're at least giving you a platform to get, uh, to get some approval in writing. Mm. All right, let's look, see how that goes uh, next year. Let's get into this. On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. I'm, I'm really unprepared. You're throwing me in the deep end here. Uh, but I saw a bunch of ants eating uh, my chocolate bar on the kitchen counter today. There is life on Mars. <laughs> I like it. See? What you need is no preparation. Hey, before we go, Rooster Muzz, nice text message. Uh, Woogie Badge Worm and Jack on a serious note. Thanks for the bloody hilarious and entertaining year. Best wishes and God bless to your families. Indeed, your good selves of Christmas and the new year. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Uh, Does that mean he's not listening tomorrow night? He's he's done. He's done for the year already. We will be back tomorrow night. We'll catch you there. Good night.